The Smash Daily Podcast, weekdays on 1071 The Big Z, radio for the Riverbend. anyone and everyone that might have me alive at this particular point in time. Smash with you right here. Smash daily it is. 3 to 5 o'clock Monday through Friday right here on 107.1 FM. The Big Z! Big shout out to those listening in the spirit world. I love you all. I miss you all. Huge howdy to the High Holy Three and Lady Chop Chop. I love ya. Boy, I tell you what. I'm just going to get into it. I'm just going to get into it. Well, Keith Hauser is going to join us in a little bit. Keith Hauser has got some important stuff to tell you about training the cops for what is to come. He does that for a living. His foundation. Does, we'll talk about that coming up. Going to give you a little bit of history. I'm just looking at the various things coming up here. Yeah, we're going to talk. I tell you what, this guy, Mark Kaysen, the professor. I dig this cat. He leans to the left, but that don't make that don't make him bad people. And then all kinds of stuff coming down one week away from the NFL draft. All kinds of NFL talk we're going to do with Carl Sides. Sides line coming up here for the afternoon is over. Now, who remembers, at least of my generation, from the way back when this right here? of the century. In 1925, biology teacher John Scopes spiraled to fame in the legal battle that became known as the monkey trial. Whether man was descended from the monkey or just making a monkey out of man was fought in a courtroom that challenged the truth of the Darwin theory of evolution. The existence of man in the prehistoric world was denied. For according to the Bible, life began with Adam and Eve. Few trials in all the history of the American bar held the interest of the nation. The defense listened caustically as William Jennings Bryan reputed scientific evidence as insidious doctrines, robbing the faithful of their chance for eternal life. In this rare dramatic moment, Clarence Darrow was unable to get this evidence accepted into the record. The result? A verdict of guilty. John Scopes was fined $100. Darwin had lost. And the monkey was on the run. The jury's verdict had removed the fears of man's descendancy from the minds of the people as they returned to a life of virtue and certainty. The monkey trial was a legal carnival to be remembered among the judicial milestones of the century. There you go. The monkey trial. 
I wasn't around then, but I did study it in American history. And the monkey trial was all about where have we evolved from? Do we evolve from simian ancestry? Simian means ape-like, monkey-like. Or did we indeed roll in here because the Lord put us in place? Well, I go with the Lord. But a lot of people went on the monkey side. Now, that was then, what, 1925, this guy says? Listen to what they're doing with humans and monkeys now. For the first time, scientists have created embryos that are part human, part monkey. They did it for medical research, but the experiment is raising some serious ethical concerns. NPR health correspondent Rob Stein has the story. Smash, uh, just real, real quick, uh, I want to say that I ain't never heard nobody on the radio as calm and not prone to excitement than these folks at NPR. Bravo. I don't know whether you learned that trait in journalism school or what, but bravo again. Don't nobody get excited over there at NPR? We now return to our normal programming. Wait a minute, let me say that a little calmer. We now return to our normal programming. Go ahead, Rob. Rob. Go ahead. Thousands of people die every year in the United States waiting for an organ transplant. So researchers have been trying to find new ways to get more hearts, kidneys, livers, and other organs for transplantation, including trying to grow human organs inside farm animals like pigs and sheep by injecting human stem cells into sheep and pig embryos to see if they can grow into human organs in those animals. Juan Carlos Ispesua Belmonte is at the Salk Institute for Biological Sciences. This is one of the major problems in medicine, organ transplantation. The demand for that is much higher than the supply. But it hasn't worked so far. So Belmonte teamed up with scientists in China to try something new, injecting human stem cells into embryos of a species closer to humans, monkeys. They injected 25 human stem cells into 132 monkey embryos and were able to keep the embryos alive for 19 days. They call these part monkey, part human embryos chimeras from the fire-breathing monster of Greek mythology that's part lion, part goat, part snake. Our goal is not to generate any new organism, any monster, and we are not doing anything like that. We're trying to understand how cells from different organisms communicate with one another. Belmonte says their chimera embryos have already revealed important new clues about how cells communicate. But this experiment raises some really serious ethical concerns, especially about someone going further and trying to make a baby this way. And what happens if the creature makes human eggs or human sperm and they mate? Here's Hank Greeley, a bioethicist at Stanford. Nobody really wants monkeys walking around with human eggs and human sperm inside them because if a monkey with human sperm meets a monkey with human eggs, nobody wants a human embryo inside a monkey's uterus. So it is, I think, an appropriate time for us to start thinking about should we ever let these go beyond a Petri dish? The National Institutes of Health has been considering lifting a ban on funding for these kinds of experiments, but is waiting for new guidelines from the International Society for Stem Cell Research, which are coming out next month. Next month means May. 
And I'll never forget the one phrase in there that caught eyes or smashing, caught me so much so that I question my own ancestry. Nobody wants a human embryo inside a monkey's uterus. You got that right. Now, you saying smash, who's responsible for this? The Chinese? No. They have those open markets where they deal with that. They sell. The embryos as food. Is what I hear. I'm just saying what I hear. I'm sort of like uh, the liberal news media. I just It's what I heard. But as I understand it, responsible is the Russians. Dr. Ilya Ivanov. He dreams of recreating life to his own design. Ivanov is a trailblazer in a new area of science, using artificial insemination to fashion bizarre hybrid species. What might Ivanov and the Soviets want with a race of ape men? Sportsmen and women with special talents. There has even been speculation that Russian dictator Joseph Stalin may have dreamed of an army of ape warriors. The Russians presume that if you were able to cross these two species, that would mean the intelligence, the planning, whatever it is we like about humans, with the strength and the durability of a chimpanzee. The Russians. They alter the election and they alter the... They are alterers. The Russians. Now, put all the scenario in your mind's eye. And imagine human beings in cages. Imagine that their overlords are those of the simian nature. And this is what it sounds like. Yes, amusing. A man acting like an ape. He has a definite gift for mimicry. I don't understand these animal psychologists. What's Dr. Zero trying to prove? That man can be domesticated. <laughs> domesticated. <laughs> man can be domesticated. Yeah, sometimes a wife will do that to you. All right, fellas. But you want to get domesticated by a bunch of apes who are there at embryo level with you? I don't think so. But a lot of celebrities nowadays are coming out and saying, you know what? That did happen to me. I was born of a half human, half monkey embryo. And here is one of the biggest names in show business to explain how that's affected him. Mick Jagger. him I'm a monkey, I'm a monkey, I'm a monkey, I'm a monkey. He's a monkey. He's a monkey. He is a Jagger 
is a monkey, then the question arises, what does that make Keith Richards? Ponder the thought. But imagine, if you will, that indeed in some way or another, after coming out of the embryonic state, the man, the simian, decide that they are not brethren. Instead, they are enemies. Come on. Get back in your cage. I'm warning you. Come on, get. That's it. See? Taser, taser, taser. What's wrong with you? Take your stinking bar off me, you damn thirty-eight! continues man versus ape simian versus amphibian maybe or another angle is that of man coming out of the primordial ooze and squishing his way up to shore until he can stand on his back two feet and just like a lizard say I Proclaim myself humanity. Now, if by chance the ape, part of the embryo, gets sad, depressed, despondent with his part of life, well, he could wind up like like Cheetah, Tarzan's pal. Oh, you crazy monkey. You give me that. You give me that. Don't drink that. Don't drink that. You get drunk, you crazy monkey. <laughs> now, just a minute. Cheetah, what's the matter with you? Have you been drinking this Matanga juice? Yep, she'd have been drinking that potanga juice. Potanga juice, whatever they call it. Thank you, Tarzan. But you know, say smash, there's got to be a brighter future to it. Yes, there could be. And that is the embryo. The two halves of the embryo. The human half. The simian half. Finally, coming together as one. And partying. I can only imagine what that would sound like. All right, is everybody ready? Yeah!
nobody wants a human embryo inside a monkey's uterus. a monkey's uterus. Cheetah, a chimp famous for his part in the Tarzan movies from the 1930s, has gone to that big movie set and banana buffet in the sky. One of several chimpanzees to appear as Cheetah alongside former Olympic gold medal swimmer Johnny Weissmuller, the animal's film tenure ran from 1932 to 1934. Cheetah was living at the Sun Coast Primate Sanctuary in Palm Harbor, Florida. He reportedly loved finger painting and people's laughter and was known for his ability to stand up straight and walk like his human co-stars. Living long past the average chimp lifespan of 35 years, the hirsute thespian was 80 years old. He suffered kidney failure and passed away on Christmas Eve. Listen to the Smash Ellie podcast anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Google, Apple, Spotify, and the new home at Amazon Music. Smashdaily.com. Who's hungry? I'm hungry. Starving after all that dancing to Mickey's Monkey? I'm hungry! Well, it's a good weekend to go on over to the place known as Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores, you can find it online, gulfshoresrestaurantandgrill.com. But if you like the... I don't know what they call that stuff. The 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 food, yeah, the, you know, all that. But I mean, there's a, a French word for it, you know, Creole word for it. Yeah. If you like that food from New Orleans, you like that food Creole style, Cajun style. You like that big, easy type of eating. Come on, all this weekend, ready for you. What you gonna eat? It's right there, the full menu, on the website. And I tell you what, when you get there. Get the sides. Get as many sides as you want because the sides are delicious. But check it all out. It's delicious in Creevecore. It's delicious in Edwardsville. Two locations for you. All waiting for your perusal. And then you're getting there. We're starting out at Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill. Com. Smash Daily. Here, there, and everywhere. Because I is where you at. Smashdaily.com. We have seen all kinds of what we have seen. 
as far as this country is concerned over the last month, really. Definitely over the last week. Going to deal with how this must be dealt with, at least from the policeman's view, when we talk to Keith Hauser coming up next. He is the founder and president of the Patriot Training Foundation. Magnificent foundation not only gets the uh, youngsters who are going to be protecting this country from all over the world on their at least military situations, no matter what the armed forces field is. And now Keith is like helping big time through the Patriot Training Foundation with making sure that the police know how to handle a situation when a situation does occur. Keith Hauser, bravo on the work you're doing. Always nice to talk to you, my friend. Thank you, Smash. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I called Keith because I thought to myself, you know, um, there's all kinds of stuff going on as far as the nuttiness of the world is concerned. We were getting ready to possibly have a, a long, hot summer if the verdict didn't come down the way it was wanted to be come down by various factions. But either way, the police have got to be on their toes, to use a term. And one of the guys that makes sure that they are in the serve and protect business that they are in is Keith Hauser. Tell me about the Patriot Training Foundation and how this is an asset to those police and how that asset's going to be an asset to the American populace. Absolutely. You know, we've been around since 2004 helping yep. military people. And back in 2014, we opened up our mission to law enforcement. So we are a very, very unique nonprofit. We're made up of all volunteers. And we have a 500-plus acre facility out west of St. Louis that we open up to law enforcement without cost to them. In fact, in some cases, we even supply the, uh, the ammunition if they can't find it. And mm-hmm. it gives them a facility that they can use whenever needed, yeah. that they can do more realistic training more than they can typically at a uh, metropolitan-type uh, range. Mm-hmm. So they can do all facets of uh, training out there. All right. So when they're doing the various facets of training, you would think, just being a member of the, the population, citizenry, that they are already trained. But in today's 
world as it is, there's things that happen that you're not trained for, right, Keith? You know, the, the challenge is, is you have a contingent that are trying to cut budgets. And yeah, yeah. part of being a good police officer and being a good military officer, no matter, is being able to adapt things while our world is ever-changing. Mm-hmm. And with the climate as it is, and unfortunately, almost tragically, this anti-police sentiment, yeah. uh, their job has become more difficult than ever. In fact, we see case after case of police officers that respond exactly the way they should in a highly professional way, and they're still right over the coals. Mm-hmm, and I right. think a lot of people don't right. realize that, you know, what happens to the police officer also happens to their families. They have spouses, they have children, they have parents and brothers. And, you know, this is uh, stressful for everybody, you know, and, and true, some people say, well, they signed up for it. They did, but they also signed up to have a community support them. And unfortunately, not seeing the degree of that that they should. Mm-hmm. Now, is the reason, or one of the main reasons the support's not there, from the community is because of the way they are written up because of the way they, I'm talking about the police, they're written up, they are put forth on video, audio, whatever the case may be. They are being painted as villains in a situation where they are protecting those of you who are calling them villains. I mean, it's a, a dichotomy of the utmost degree. It's uh, it, it's it's maddening, to be honest. Yeah. This week is a prime example of that with the uh, with the young shooter in Ohio, the 16-year-old who had a knife. Yeah. And clearly that officer responded uh, exactly the way he was trained, and he responded professionally and accurately. That's an extraordinarily difficult situation to show up in and see a bunch of people in a frenzy in a front yard. And quite frankly, you know, if you stop the video, you can clearly see this 16-year-old yeah. was ready to stab uh, the other individual. Yeah. And he made a couple of verbal threats to it. Yeah. Uh, and the officer said, drop it. She didn't. So the officer had no choice. Well, I got... What we sometimes fail to remember is that that officer has to live with that. And that's not something they yeah. want to do. But, yeah. uh, you know, he saved a life. Yeah. Absolutely, he saved a life doing that. And he's completely justified in doing so. Now, what do you say to the people who say, well, wait a minute. She wasn't stabbing at him. Why did he shoot her? That is complete within doctrine. If you see somebody threatening lethal force on another individual, they have to take charge in that. And unfortunately, if you think of the current situation, if the officer had not done that, then he would have been blown away for, well, you didn't care. You didn't protect this woman. And so he did his job. Now, you know, he has people like LeBron James calling for his head. Yeah. And a lot of politicians. And they're trying to sever ties with the police department at the uh, nearby university. It's it's just absolutely tragic. What kind of uh, mindset are the police going through, putting themselves through? Because you've got to maintain a demeanor of calm. In a situation where you're looking to defend not only somebody else, but also yourself, but you got to put forth a demeanor of calm and you got to make, like you said a moment ago, decisions in a split second. I mean, the police, the police got to be, I don't want to say they, they're tormented, but there's a torment to that whole thing, isn't there? Well, I, I think what amazes me is in the past seven or eight days, we've had over 200 officers from four different departments out of property training. Yeah. And throughout that time, even though that they know that they are under the microscope, yeah. um, they behave professionally. Uh, they look at every situation um, case by case, and they train and train and train. Uh, and I think that's what lets him fall back like this officer responded when he got out of his car and realized that situation was mm-hmm. very quickly out of hand and he had to react quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's what happens. You know, you can be afraid, you can be nervous, whatever, but your training pays through. And uh, and that's where you see those reactions. And I'm telling you, they're, they're as committed as they have ever been to the community. Yeah. And uh, a quick story, which I, I found very uh, 
very heartening is we had a SWAT team out there, and they were all talking about how many years they had retirement and how difficult it is to be a police officer. And he asked the sergeant the same question. And he said, guys, I could retire three years ago, but I'm not going to quit when the city needs me the most. Yeah. And yeah. that statement right there speaks very volumes right. and very heavily about their mindset right now. They're committed to this community. Yeah. And they realize they've got a tough job, but they're they're in it, you know. But they, re- they want to do well. In reverse, the community needs to be committed to the police for the serve and protect. And as I understand it, sometimes these police departments anywhere around the country, they don't have enough ammunition. They don't uh, have enough capability as far as training is concerned. And that's what the Patriot Training Foundation is helpful in. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, it would be cool. They're talking about defund the police. How about let's fund the police? If they need ammunition, let's get them ammunition for the sake of training. Let's get them whatever kind of uniforms they need to get so that when you get to a level of capability, you don't have to worry about defunding because the funding makes you get to a point where defunding is not even even needed, man. Is there any way through the Patriot Training Foundation that uh, we could get ammunition to these guys? I, I know they're they're weak on ammunition. There, you know, there, there's a lot of supplies they need, and uh, that's one of the things we take care of. You yeah. know, last week we uh, we donated a couple thousand rounds to the departments that, uh, really? that couldn't bring things out. Yeah. You know, and it, you have that, and, and critics might say, well, if you're just teaching shooting, you know, blah, 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 yeah. kind of go in that direction. But the more confidence you have, the better decisions you make. That's right. That's right. right? That's right. So if you know you can perform accurately and effectively and efficiently, it's that training element that takes over. Yeah. So when there is a stressful situation or something that, that, that falls apart very quickly, like the officer in Ohio, Ohio that shows mm-hmm. up, um, they fall back on that training. Mm-hmm. So it allows you to make better decisions. And we do everything we can to support it. There are other organizations here that provide financial help, but uh, we volunteer our time to uh, to give these officers everything they Bravo. need because they deserve it, quite frankly. Bravo. Let me uh, draw one quick parallel before we close up here. You're talking about that uh, girl who was uh, looking to stab this other girl, and she got shot. And I'm just thinking, is there a parallel there to that 13-year-old kid in Chicago at one thirty two o'clock in the morning who had a gun, ditched it around the side of the fence? And and yet the the cop had to to shoot him because he wasn't sure as to whether he might be shot himself. You know, it's it, we go back to the thing that these these police officers have to make instantaneous decisions. Yeah, right, right. And some cases, like in uh, Chicago, there's no lights, there's flashing lights that can be very disorienting. Mm-hmm. You know, you you get a call saying there's a there's shots been fired. So you go there expecting, okay, this is going to be a dangerous situation. And then what doesn't help is when the person runs or tries to evade or fight police. Mm -hmm. That escalates things to an entirely new level. And do mistakes happen sometimes? Yes. You know, and that's where we're humans. We're not perfect. Yeah. But what you have to understand is that one way to to make sure that you, you end a confrontation with a police officer or an experience with them, Listen to what they're saying. Right. This idea you can run and fight does yeah. nothing but escalate it to a situation exactly. and they get out of hand very quickly. Exactly. And if you think about the recent uh, interaction with a uh, with an army soldier, I believe in Virginia, right? So he was being treated very unfairly, but yeah. he followed commands. Yes, he did. And at the end of it, when the interaction's over. They can go back, and there are systems in place to take care of officers that are not professional, and that officer was fired. Mm -hmm. So save your battles for after Mm -hmm. the contact with the police officer, not during. Just listen and do what they say, and you're in a much better position to come out ahead for that. One of the best ways, in my opinion, to fund the police is to make a donation to the Patriot Training Foundation so that the police can get even better training than what they already got and get the capability, the knowledge, the acumen for this 
kind of capability from a guy like Keith Hauser. So if somebody wanted to make a donation to the Patriot Training Foundation because of what we discussed here, how do they get hold of you? The easiest way is to go to buildwarriors.org, yep. O-R-G, buildwarriors.org, and there's a uh, there's plenty of things on the front page where that helps you donate to that. And, um, you know, we are, I, I can tell you this, Smash, in honesty, we are very fortunate in the St. Louis area. We've got some amazing departments and some incredible men and women that still serve with pride professionalism yeah and uh they deserve our support they really do they're uh, they're the true heroes of the community build warriors.org help if you can we know it's a, a tough time financially for a lot a lot a lot a lot of people but boy if you can help it'll help you on a return Absolutely. exactly right keith house is the young man's name i'll catch you on down the line but thanks for that expertise right there at least we can open the eyes of the public and maybe we can get some of the stuff funded so that the police can do their job even better than what they're doing right now. I appreciate it, Keith. Thank you, sir. I appreciate right, it very much. Smash Daily is everywhere. Because I is where you's at. Smashdaily.com. Smash with you right here. I want to tell you about Landmark Realty over there in, in Godfrey. You can find them online uh, at godfreylandmark.com. And when you get there, you're going to see all the houses that are available to you here in the River Bend. Now, for decades, Landmark Realty is the real, if you're looking for a house, Landmark Realty, if you're looking to sell your house, you got to list with the leader, list with the leader, that's Landmark Realty. They get the job done for you. They got buyers. It might be totally appropriate to your situation. All of a sudden, boom, you sold that house in a day or less. All right. But they're there to help you. And part of that help, a lot of people don't even think about it because they're in the joy of buying that house or selling that house is all that paperwork. All that paperwork, you're covered because you got people who got the mind for that kind of thing. And that acumen is going to make sure that you are written up right. And when you're written up right and you buy that house, all is cool. You sell your house, all is cool. Why? Because you are written up right. Landmark Realty helps you with that. But I urge you to head on over to GodfreyLandmark.com. And check out all the houses that are there. In fact, while you're there, sign up for the listing of the day. As listings come, boom, they come into your inbox like that. You can see them at the snap of a finger. And if that's something you want to go to right now, you call. And you're there. If you dig it, cool. Let's make a deal. If you don't, I'll still abide by. We'll wait for the next house. It's all explained to you. All waiting there for you. If you want to check it out. Because 
This is the season. Mortgage rates are at an all-time low. Take advantage of the fact that that makes it possible for you to get into the house you've been dreaming of. It also makes it possible for somebody else to get in the house they're dreaming of because they'll buy your house because of the fact that the mortgage rates are low. GodfreyLandmark.com for Landmark Realty. Dig the smash. Anywhere. 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 The Smash Daily Podcast. SmashDaily.com It's in our homes. It's in our homes. City streets and down country roads. While we dream a little bit and walk a little taller in our shoes. And now we can't help it. And we can't hide it. We're born and raised. The ingenuity, the innovation, the acumen of America at large. On this date, 2005, YouTube was born. see what happened there is the ice was smashing played it's the top of the hour and time for the news what wbgz alter man versus machine here the local news first stop now from the hander not yet we got about four minutes it's man versus machine doug don't even worry about it i got it covered because i had the the front of the bump and then it was supposed to be the uh, the birth of YouTube because today is the anniversary of American ingenuity. That's what the pride of America is. Right. But I guess I forgot to put it in there. Anyway, sometimes this thing happens, and that is called forgetfulness. Someday you will turn my age, and when you do, you will totally forget this particular moment in time. And I will go on as the hero that I should be because you have forgotten the adversity that I'm I already, smashing. I have already forgotten it. Oh, All is forgotten. Nice. Hey, uh, but this is the day that YouTube started up. 2005 was three guys. They all worked at PayPal, believe it or not. Working at PayPal. They said, you know what? This is like... And so in the garage of one of the three guys, they put together YouTube. Their first YouTube was a picture of one of the guys in front of the elephant cage at the zoo they couldn't get it up enough. You know, they couldn't get it capable to. And so they said, hey, ladies, because they posted, ladies, will you send, send us some videos of yourselves? Well, none of the girls sent anything. 
in that particular day. But they wound up getting it taken care of. And now, here's what the deal is. Come uh, six or seven years after they started it, they sell it to Google for $1.7 billion, with a B, billion dollars. These guys who just were looking to get some videos out of themselves. And, then of course, YouTube is what it is to this present day. But that's the pride of America. That's American ingenuity. That's what that bit was supposed to be there. I'll have to remember to put the actual content between the sandwiching parts, which is the actual bumper right there, the pride of America. Please remind me to do that next time I decide to do this bit. I've already forgotten. You've forgotten. He's a wonderful young man. Yes. I think I may have stepped on your uh, intro for the news here. Oh, Is it, uh, it's already taken care of. Yes. All right. Uh, in one more minute here, I will forget because my time will be up for this particular hour. Now, coming up next hour, Mark Kaysen will jump on here. He leans to the left. That don't make him bad people. We're going to talk politics with him. Always have fun talking politics with him. And then NFL, this next week for the NFL is going to be huge because draft is coming up. Next Thursday, I think it is, the guy who takes care of us for is a guy who's in the NFL Hall of Fame, and that is Carl Sides. We're going to take it from the Sides line coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. And, of course, going to get you ready for the weekend. 5 o'clock, Doug, you coming in? I am. Beautiful. It'll be a magnificent thing. But at 5.30, don't we have a, a football base? Yep, prep Something. football from just, uh, yeah, be just good. across town. All right. Then it is 4 o'clock now. We return to our normal formatic, and I have forgotten everything that happened that last 10 minutes.